All right, you guys, you guys say it again. <laughs> <laughs> Property box. Yo, man. We're in, the, we're in the building. Property we're in the bonics. building. We're in the building early today. Usually yeah. we do it like I won't disclose the time. 11 a.m. We're out here at 10 a.m. An <laughs> hour early. Oh my yeah. god, bro! Damn, I haven't seen you in about two weeks, man. How you been? I'm, I've been good, man. Uh, I've been, I've been, I've been, I, right. I've been in the streets, man, getting my comedy game on, man. Trying I've, to, I haven't seen you. I haven't seen photos of you in the streets. I'm like, damn, sure. photogenic proof that he is out in these streets. Um, I am on the mission. Like, I'm on a mission. I mean, I just want to be the best comedian in the world, man. Like, I and I feel like I need to. I don't know, man. I get on this. Tell me if I'm. Tell me if I'm, if you feel this way. I'm not going to say tell me if I'm wrong because I know that I'm right. But okay. I want you to tell oh, me. I got attitude. You, All right. Tell me if you feel this way. Okay. It's just like I gotta get better. Like I, I, I killed that show, but I gotta get better. Like I gotta extend this joke. I gotta find a better punchline. Like I just on a mission right now, just to get better, yo. Like, I, mm. like and and people like. My girl be like, you, you can relax. I'm like, no, there's no relaxing. Like, mm. I'm I'm not the biggest thing smoking. Like, it's no relaxing. You know what I mean? Ah, like, I'm not the biggest thing smoking. I can't relax. That's a bumper sticker right there. Uh, <laughs> I did create a, a vision board. <laughs> I feel ridiculous saying that. Like, I created a vision board. For no, no, no. Look, before you said you created a vision I want to create one, too. So yeah. you're not ridiculous. Yeah. I am. Um, <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> Uh, no, my dip, she wanted to create a vision board on New Year. And I was like, yeah, I'll create one. <laughs> so now, like, when you open my closet, inside of it is a vision board of things that I want from 2022. And uh, one of them is advanced work when it comes to stand-up. Um, I'm, yeah, I, I I think we have different outlooks. Like, I, I'm not necessarily want to be the best in the world, but I want to be able to advance Yeah, for myself. Like it would be, you know, it opens opportunities and all that stuff. But I like the idea of like stand up being something that I'm good at, and to be able to like be better at that would be fulfilling. Um, who knows what that could lead to as, as well? And in terms of you, I, you should have that. You should have that because you could. I don't know. I feel like you have a, the mentality when it comes to stand up. Like we're gonna see you on HBO Max and all that stuff. Yeah, that's the plan. Like I, I don't know, man. I'm in a. So I get. I don't know if I'm too early with this but i like i constantly like i don't know like i wish i could just like talk to every single every single comedian in the world that's just to overwhelming see, like, don't wish just that to, just to see what they're doing but i know you shouldn't like compare yourself to other people but i'm like i just want to crank out like right now i'm on this thing about just cranking out new jokes like like i want to like i can do a 15 minute set right now that has no jokes pre-pandemic you know what i mean right and like kill like and I and I want to be able to like do that like every year, like I want to be able to because I I know. So this is this is what I've realized: being in New York, not getting paid almost anything for most of the shows that I do, compared to being in Pennsylvania where I'm getting if I do a show in PA or anywhere else I'm getting paid. Yeah. So I don't have the wiggle room to be playing around trying to work on jokes like I would like to. I got to go in there, be super funny for the allotted amount of time and, and get paid because they're paying me to do that. But like in New York, it's giving me the opportunity to be like, 
I'm getting eight dollars for this show, bro. Like I'm a uh, eight dollars really. I'm a people are actually at that point. I'd be like, just you know, eight dollars really. That's that's what they're giving out. I got an eight dollar bet. But listen, this is the thing. Hear me, hear me out, Kurt. It wasn't even like it's 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 set the game the game in Europe is set up like where sometimes you don't even discuss pay. It's like yo, you want to spy because there's so many comedians. If you'd be like, no, you're just not gonna be on. You're not gonna be working. Oh, but it's all you got to You I got an eight dollar Venmo, bro. Is it like a like a sentimental eight dollar though? Like you know, like people do with like their comedy money, like put it in a shoebox. The eight dollars. It's the second time I did the show, right? The eight dollars is eight dollars more than the first time I did the show, right? So it's like that's the game. It's like there's hundreds of comedians. You got to take that spot, kill that spot, get some followers. Other comedians that have shows will see you, and it's just a revolving. So if I if I'm like yo, I'm not doing that show for eight dollars, then I'm just at home while somebody else is taking the opportunity and doing what they need to do and perfecting their jokes. And you know what I mean? So it's kind of like. Yeah. It's not really about the money, it seems. It seems like it's about like the opportunities that it opens to, the growth that it goes to, especially when you're in a place where there's a bunch of other people uh, doing stuff like that. It's yeah. cool to see that you're on that track. That is yeah. a cool thing to see. And it's cool to see that like when you do come the fluff PA, as I now refer to it as, uh, like you're getting like these like headliner spots. I see you're going to be a white swan. I'm like, yeah, oh, very nice. I may actually try to pop through for that one. You should, you should come through. I plan on... So like I know I've seen pictures. And you know what's funny? Like, like I, I've seen pictures, and I, I know it's gonna, it's gonna be an all white crowd. But like, my jokes is my. It's, it's funny. Like my, I've talked about white people a lot, but it's funny, and I think I'm, I'm, a, I'm a confident. I'm gonna do a very good job. I got Trump, yeah. Charles Banners on that John. You know. Yeah, I saw. So you know he's a, he's Brand, a, he's a Dunbar's on there. Brandon Dunbar's on. We're gonna have we're gonna have fun, man. You should come yeah. through. You know if you come through, probably get a spot. You know that. Yeah. When is it again? Nineteenth, February nineteenth. Yeah, I should be around. I may actually come through for that one. Yeah, that was a cool spot. White Swan's a cool spot. Shout out to Joey. Speaking of stand-up, man, I don't know if you saw this. Uh, We're seeing a lot of other people dive into stand-up where you're talking about these hundreds of comics and all that. Uh, There's people out there making it 101 comics. I'm referring (laughs) to T.I. T.I., the rapper, has uh, ventured into stand-up comedy. There's been a viral clip going on uh, of him uh, trying stand-up. And uh, I don't know if you were able to take a look at this. Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it. You know what? I was going to say shout out to T.I. Yeah. Shout out to T.I. sort of thing. That's like a I'm I have mixed reviews or like mixed opinions on like people like diving into stand up whenever they're uh, known for doing something else. But I give them credit because it's not like he went to a show. and was like, I'm just going to do it. It looked like he just went to an open mic, like how someone first starting stand up would do. So I kind of yeah. like seeing that. So when I first started comedy, I would be like, super protective like no one should be doing comedy but but i now i'm in a space where it's like go ahead have fun it's probably on his bucket list like he's not gonna take anything away from what i'm doing like he's not nobody's booking ti do carolines you know what i mean so it's like don't speak too soon bro (laughs) 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 you get bumped at the white swan by (laughs) ti this is egregious Your like, nah. song was Rubber Band Man. <laughs> so, <laughs> damn, I had this all set up and everything. No, I, I, I don't feel any like I, good for him. Whatever. That honestly, that was the first piece of Ti content I've watched since all the allegations of him touching or not touching, but like him and his wife, like drugging chicks and stuff, came up. What? The, oh, yeah. that did happen. Yeah, there's so many yeah. allegations I forget sometimes. Uh, <laughs> 
that's a swift way to like dodge allegations like oh they're saying all this crazy stuff let me try some stand-up real quick <laughs> yeah that was the first time i've watched the ti clip in a while oh man i i watched the clip it was only like 30 seconds he was talking about relationships and um uh, speaking with i think he was saying like something about like infidelity and men and women it was like traditional like stand-up stuff yeah um credit to him uh go for it i i always wondered though in general i mean how do you feel about this of when people from different professions like we'll take like um a brendan schwab for example ufc fighter um who is now a stand-up comic like a, a known established stand-up comedian um do you see it as they're using their leverage of them being known in a different field to get better opportunities within stand-up or do you see it as like oh they're coming in from a different field and almost paying respect uh to stand-up comedy or is there somewhere in the middle? For me, it's just about how they use it. Like, if anybody that puts the work in to be a good comedian, shout out to them. Mm. But if you're if you're literally just like, yo, I can go get a bag because I'm I'm popular, but then you go do 30 minutes, you headline somewhere 30 minutes and you bomb or something like that. It's just like, well, what are you doing? You should but if you going if you're going from the from the roots, like you go into spots that open mics, um, small shows and you're working on the craft shout out shout out to you you know what i mean like this like i'm telling you but at first i was very like protective of it like it was mine like i don't want any like when will smith did it i was like he shouldn't be doing stand up like he's will smith he's already but like will i'm smith so stand up he did it he did it yeah oh Good he did him. one he did yeah. one but it but it was like i'm so comfortable in my ability and where i'm at I'm not, that doesn't affect me. It's like, cool, good for you, bro. I mean, I know you ain't better than me. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I think at a certain point when you've been doing it for a while, you see stand up almost like movies. There's right. an infinite amount there. There's like, there's going to be a lot of great movies out there, and there's enough room for things to be recognized, like multiple things to be recognized. And it's not just going to be one thing. Um, so after a while, I, I could see, like, after doing it for a few years, how you could have that mindset. That's how I feel with it. I'm just like, oh, yeah, sure. I, I recognize if I'm doing something, that doesn't mean that if Will Smith does it, it's going to take away from what I'm doing. Yeah, I, I think that that's very uh, insecure of of one to be like, oh, man, why they're doing something I'm doing? Like, dude, he's he, T.I. is in Atlanta. We're up here. It has no bearing on what I'm doing. It hmm. Good. If T.I. gets the headline clubs... <laughs> More black headliners, great for us. Like, mm. I don't know. Like, it's not hurting me by him doing that. Like, I love there's like a podcast duo in Atlanta right now talking the opposite right now. Like, can you believe this bullshit TI is doing right now? <laughs> You're taking all the good spots at Uptown Comedy Theater. <laughs> I got bumped at the tickle bone. Um, <laughs> and, so. and, and then look, and then look, we, we rap all the time. TI's not mad at us for rapping. He better not. You know what I'm no. saying? So it's like, it is what it is, man. Like, man, it's so it's so crazy to think. Like, cause I I remember being on this podcast two years ago, maybe, and being like, "They shouldn't do that. That's that's whack." You did not sound like that. I haven't lame. listened to old episodes, but you did not sound like that, bro. <laughs> like, what a lame. <laughs> uh, you know what? Um, uh, uh, so I gotta turn my message off. I gotta whenever I'm recording, I gotta put non-dip noises on my phone. Oh my goodness dips hit me up sort of thing like that it's it's all right man you gotta you know so they talk about um weird the idea of like uh, people going into different uh, professions 
I kind of, that's how I feel about battle rap. Mm. There's times where I'm like, damn, like, I almost want to like, I wonder what it'd be like, just commit a whole month, maybe two months just to something else, just to something else, just to step out of comfort zone. My interest uh, has been in rhyme writing Mm -hmm. since, since new year. Like, uh, like comedy is great. I still write down little things here and there. And, uh, but I'm finding, especially cause I've been like staying inside for like the last month and I've been watching a lot of URL stuff. I'm like, All right, yeah. I'm having an interest in that. Can you see me doing that? Can you see me like yeah, sure. off into the battle rap? Uh, Easy. I, I know you got bars. I know you have a love for battle rap. That's like the two things you need to be a battle rapper. A gun. Yeah, I, I, I can see that. Shout out to, I don't know if you know, um, Reggie Edwards. Reggie Edwards. Reggie Edwards is a comedian out of St. Louis, now lives in New York. He's also a a, a battle rapper. What? Like, Ooh. Yeah. You Man. should yeah, he's he's a cool dude. You know what I mean? You should check out, check him out. Um, but he he just released like a he just released a rap album. It was no, he it was a I think it was a rap comedy album. Oh my god, this guy's living a dream. So like, yeah, you can do you can do both, like because you already have the wittiness because you're a comedian. You have the bars, you know what I mean. So, like, yeah, honestly, you you might want to venture. You might want to try it out, man. Like for real, for real. Like, mm-hmm. let me let me let me break a little two piece bar off for streets. I'm in your top two. Shorty got that big old butt. I get top two. That's just a nice little nice little, little thing that I was thinking about yesterday, and I feel like I can elaborate further and maybe, you know accumulate that into like a little battle rap. Really? See, listen, you got it, man. Shorty I, I got think, that big I, old butt. I get top two. I mean, that's a, a nice little rhyme right there. I like that. Yeah, it's pretty good. And listen, I I know you can rap, bro. <laughs> I've seen you rap. I remember we did that uh, Megan Megan show at Punchline when I was, and I had to write for you. Uh, and, <laughs> and it was like, and the, and the last thing I wrote was like, I'm about to spit some bars, and you you had to rap. You literally rapped like. On the spot, and it was dope. Like that's just ah, uh, yeah. That was a nice opportunity. That was a nice yeah. opportunity, man. So yeah, man. Ti, we're we're gunning for you. Uh, not literally, <laughs> not literally. <laughs> we're, yeah. Uh, so you, you get in our lane. We're gonna open some space for you. Get in our lane. Hopefully, you open some space so we can get in your lane. Because uh, uh, we got some bars, and we know you got some jokes. Yeah, Ti's having a. I mean, I can't. I don't remember my first. I don't remember what happened like after my first time doing comedy or like that, what that first week was like, but he's having, he's guess he's probably having a, a fun week. You know what I mean? How, how's, how's your week been going? Oh man. <laughs> for, this conversation made me uh, forget about my week for a second. Yo, this week's been <laughs> kind of wild, bro. I don't think we have, I've messaged you this week at all. Uh, in terms of like, so, whew, all right. So uh, Sunday, I started having like um, a little bit of a cramp on mm. my side, like a little bit of a cramp and it ate, seemingly kind of intensified monday and into tuesday i thought it was like a because i've had a uti before and i was like oh it's probably like a uti situation uh i go to urgent care like it's it gets to that point where i'm like all right i'm gonna go to urgent care mind you i'm doing the trip to san diego wednesday a few days from now yeah. so like my whole thing strategy of coming up to san diego is like avoid everything keep the bubble small let alone don't go to urgent care go to urgent yeah. care they give me some antibiotic and then it intensifies at night. Now, if you rewind proper ebonics episode, probably 59 or so, there's a discovery that Kirk had kidney stones. So Tuesday night, the cramp is intensifying. And then I'm thinking, oh yeah, I have kidney stones. What if this is one of those? How much do you, have you heard about kidney stones? I've heard, yeah. And I heard like, it's hard to pee. 
or something like that? They say it's the most painful experience. Everyone always like says it's worse than childbirth. Yeah. Um, so in my head, Tuesday, this is intensifying. I remember the kidney stones and I start freaking out, not freaking out a little bit. I, I panic. Like I'm like shaking a little bit. I, I'm speaking with my mom who's had kidney stones, a nurse friend who's also had kidney stones. And they both advised the sensation that I was having that like, perhaps it's something worth going to the ER for if it gets worse. So yeah. in my head, I'm like, I drive over to the ER. I don't go in. I drive over just like, all right, if this gets bad, because it's always, it's like an acute thing. It's like, it's, you feel a little bit, then it's like, boom. Yeah. Like when it goes down, it's like a tube and then it like blocks the urine and all that stuff. So I'm like, peace of mind wise, just knowing that I'm near the ER <laughs> instead of alone in my apartment. Yeah. Point, no joke, bro. Like I'm literally like, I'm also embarrassed. Like I was like, while texting my mom and all that stuff, like I was like shaking. I was like, Ugh. just the idea of like this happening. Uh, it got me scared. Uh, I ended up going to the ER. Yeah. Went in. Um, so let alone dodging urgent care. And now I'm trying to dodge the ER, but I'm in the ER now. Uh, they do a bunch of tests and all that stuff. And um, long story short, uh, it turns out it wasn't a kidney stone. Not, yeah, uh, <laughs> it's that it was a relief. I actually had to go to my urologist. They did a bunch of scans and all that stuff. This is the crazy part. So I go to my urologist. When they discovered kidney stones two years ago, they saw that there's three on my right kidney and one in my left kidney. According to this CAT scan, I no longer have kidney stones in my right kidney, indicating I passed three kidney stones without realizing it, which apparently is common. Oh, wow. Because it was like a three millimeter one, which is kind of like a pretty, it's like a standard kidney stone. But she was saying uh, like, yeah, like that does happen because we no longer see them there. However, you have one one millimeter one in your left now. So the idea of that, if, if you're a listener that uh, uh, struggles with kidney stones, there's possibility that you could pass them without even realizing it, uh, oh, wow. which still is bonkers to me. So is that is that was that the pain you're having that one in there? No. So that's still they don't really know. <laughs> they, they're, they're still waiting for a few like results for like a, they did blood work. Everything was fine and all that stuff. They did a urine sample at the urgent care and ER and then the urologist. Um, Everything checks out. They actually had some nice things to say about my urine, which is kind of cool to hear. Like both urgent care and ER be like, wow, this is nice. So I was like, eh, that's my left pretty clear. Point. Yeah. Nice, it was, and, nice and heavy. Yeah, really. It was like, it was, it was pretty clear. Um, so that's a relief. So s- still having it somewhat, but I think a lot of it was psychological yeah. as well. Like, I, I not to dismiss, like it definitely was there and still is there to an extent, but just the idea. Of like, oh, at any point you could be in severe pain, let alone if you're going to be on a plane next week, you could be in severe pain. Yeah. And I found that just put me in a panic. And Mm. I didn't, I would say since childhood, this is one of the first times in a long time that I dealt with just fear. Yeah. Like anxiety is one thing, but like straight up, like I fear, like I'm frightened right now. So that was kind of a trip. Yeah. Good thing you good thing you were able to talk to your mom though. That can uh, always calm me down a little bit. I don't my mom was hyping it up a little bit. I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> you're like, oh my god, Kirk, you're gonna die. My mom was on some like, I don't know, Kirk. Like you should consider going to the ER. <laughs> it's like, all right. <laughs> That's so good. 
Yeah, she was. Um, so, you know, it's it's reassuring touch base with mom Dukes and all that stuff. But she was definitely like, well, it sounds like when I had it. And I was like, er. Yeah. So, but yeah, you know, shout out to my mom and all that stuff. She means well. Um, it was the nurse friend, too, that I was like, all right, well, you have a clinical background in this. So, and she they were like, she, it's not, uh, it's not looking good for my, it's not looking good, Kirk. Yeah, man. So that was, that was frightening, man. I kind of want to like, I, it made me dive this whole week. The, the topic of the week has been kidney stones in my head. So I've been deep diving into kidney stone culture and, uh, yeah, it's, a, it's kind of a wild world, bro. Yeah, man. Sorry. Sorry. You got to go through that, man. I couldn't, couldn't imagine, man. Peeing yeah. out kidney stones. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Apparently I did it three times. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm, Kind of just chilling now. I mean, I'm luckily not really feeling off or anything like that. After you know, they say don't do you don't feel you just your side, your admin feel okay? Yeah, yeah. It's like it's it's there. It's more of like a discomfort. Um, producer Pat suggests that Kirk has a rugged uh, urethra. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> thanks, man. Um, big tubes. Um, so yeah, it's more more of a discomfort than a pain. Like if mm-hmm. you ask me, like, what is it on a scale of one to ten? I would say like it's a two or three. Yeah. Um, but the fact that it was intensifying, I was like, Ur. yeah. So that's exactly what I did. I went Ur. the whole drive. I was like, damn. Yeah, well, I mean, I hope, hope, hope is all, all is well. You don't have any pain or issues when you're in San Diego, man. You need to just be enjoying that weather, bro. Yeah, my, bro. If real quick, let's get some goals. So my goal uh, for this one, you know, obviously I got the San Diego trip coming up. Uh, met the goal. I'm going to be on a show. Shots of cash comedy. Uh, we're going to do that in Little Italy on 26. Um, my goal for this trip, there's going to be a lot of cool things out there, I'm sure. I'd like to see a whale. Oh. I'd like to see a whale. I've never seen a whale up close. And the idea of it kind of brings a tear to my eye. The idea of like being that close to a whale. So my plan, there's apparently this thing out there where you could kayak. It's with people. I'm not kayaking on my own. You kayak two miles out into a certain part. I think it's like in La Jolla, perhaps. And it's like uh, where the gray whales come. Apparently, a lot of them uh, swim out in the winter uh, towards the San Diego border. I don't know if the tsunami has an effect or not. We'll see. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's. I would like to see a gray whale in person. And um, you know, if, if I shed a tear, I shed a tear. But just the idea of it sounds very majestic to me. I don't know how I feel kayaking near whales yeah that part seems wild like, like I, I don't <laughs> is it these aren't killer whales right these are, no i mean i guess it depends on what they do but no I, traditionally speaking no they're not killer whales they're like gray whales so they i, I don't I, I don't know the dynamic of the interactions with humans i'm just going to trust the guide and know that it's hundreds of people that do this every time it's just like you know uh there's probably some sort of borders. I don't know. I'm kind of just going into it. I wish there was a boat involved, like some kind uh, of big boat. I want to be in it. I want to be in it. And kayak is kind of nice too. Um, so, you know, be in it, you know, maybe mess around, touch a sea lion sort of thing like that. Or kind of cool. I don't know. Let me get my oh, thinking about it. Huh. Uh, that's a, that's a, it's a cool goal to go see some whales. Cool goal. But I want to see some whales. Dog, I am, I'm like, look, it's the kayak for me. That's the kayak mm. for me. It's giving me anxiety right now. Like what? I like kayaking. Don't get me wrong. Like I kayak every year in the summertime. I always go kayak. I love it, right? But the kayak in the ocean around whales? Like, mm. what if he think you is food? Your little boat. Man, there's a lot of terrible ways to go out. 
if I go out by being eaten by a whale, not the worst way, not the worst way, not preferred perhaps, but like, you know, beats kidney stones. It has spit you out like, he has kidney stones. <laughs> <laughs> I become a kidney stone for a gray whale. <laughs> so, oh, no, man. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. Okay, it's, it's, I, I, I need to see pictures. I need to see video, you know. The people need I may to be see too it. teary. I may get too teary. I may be too in the moment to whip my phone out. But I'm gonna attempt. If I see a gray whale, I'm gonna first whale I'm gonna see I'm be like, yo, what's up? And shout it up a little bit. Second whale I see, I'm gonna whip the phone out. Yeah, yeah, people. for sure. Don't don't be one of those people that the whole time just like we're out yeah. here in the water. <laughs> we, you know, we're really we're outside out right now. <laughs> out here, you know, like yeah, it's like enjoy when you go it's, to a wedding. And then you see everyone whip their phone out, and then you have the photographer who's paid to like take the photos. <laughs> it's just all the shots are people with their iPhones out. So I'll try That's to avoid being one of those people. Yeah, yeah. All right. So I, I give you my goal. My goal is a goal that we discussed before we went live. I think it's a good goal to let the people know about, so that people can get in contact with us. New goal: property bonics TikTok page. That's the goal. Get that up and running. So when this episode drops. TikTok page should be up. All you mm-hmm. got to do is search proper Ebonics. You will find it. Me and Kirk yeah. got some ideas about some content, kind of things we want to do. Yeah, It's going to be fun. It's going to be different than any other social media things you've seen from us because it's TikTok, you know? So yeah. we're going to... Al and I are going to do some nice choreographed dances um, <laughs> for everyone to see. If you want to see us do some of those. I just love that. I think we talk about this time every time you see one of those TikToks. I don't use TikTok. I always see it from like Reddit, sometimes uh, the subreddit pornography. I'll see some TikToks from there. I'm like, all right, that's what's up. Um, and I'll see it from like the Instagram. And it's always very much like you see someone set up the phone. They do like three steps back and it's like, <laughs> and their, their husband walks past or thing like that. It's like, it's so we're going to like try to emulate some of that. Uh, for the people or maybe we have some other content uh stirred up but definitely check us out on that we're gonna get it popping yeah yeah it's funny because of, i'm not saying i got in hot water but like people are like I don't, I don't give i don't care about it at all but people are like there's some people that are upset with me about something i posted what a real i put it on tiktok and it's on instagram but the people are like coming on my instagram like completely disagreeing with me it was a video i made have you seen a video of me dancing like with a baby in the background yes i did see <laughs> <laughs> and I could see why people comment. <laughs> so, so I was I was making fun of because it was one viral video that went viral. This girl just had a baby. The baby was like in the NICU, and she's like the baby's like behind her. She's like doing dance moves, like telling us about her baby's sickness, but like also showing us dance moves. She's like, "Oh, baby's sick, but you see these moves." I'm just like the baby's about to die. Like, what are you doing? Oh, so, no. like, it was sad. She was saying that the baby's okay, but it was still like. It's just, I thought it was weird, so I made fun of it. So mm-hmm. I, I made a video like my baby was born with no heartbeat, <laughs> born with no born with no brain, but you see these dance moves? <laughs> right? So <laughs> <That's pretty sad. laughs> I get I got, it. I got, I got over 100,000 views on this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And like, and like people are like commenting like, you know, this is so so wrong you don't know what she's going through they're dancing people, while commenting <laughs> some people mourn differently <laughs> and i'm just like i don't care what y'all think this was hilarious i got over a hundred thousand views a thousand likes like this was good content i'm left i laugh at it every day someone comments like it's hilarious to me and and i had one one comedian right 
shout out to comedian T Murph, right? He's mm. the comedian out of Chicago. He's actually he was on Netflix. Oh, show. Nice. I think it was called Woke. Was it Woke? Show with one of the guys from Workaholics. But um, he commented. He was like, "Cause I said this is how TikTok moms be." He commented, "Was like you mean white moms, right?" Yeah. So now every white mom comes and tags t- and tags T Murph. <laughs> they're like, <laughs> they're like, "You're being racist." I've never seen a white mom do this. I've seen black moms do worse, though. Oh this God! Is not how this is not how you combat racism by being racist. <laughs> I love the idea of people dancing while commenting. That's just why I picture TikTok to be just a place where people are doing manufactured robotic dances. Um, so I'm I'm grateful that you're integrating me into this world. Yeah. Um, Kier, see, I got some dance moves, so we'll we'll see with that. Uh, I wanted I wanted to touch base with you. This uh, speaking of apps and all that. Have you heard of Replica? No. So Replica is an app that I believe was developed around like 2017. At first, I thought it was during the pandemic, but it was before. It's become more popular, though, because the idea of it is that it's a replica, like replicating a, a friendship or a relationship. So it's pretty much you sign up. I think you pay a certain fee, and this app will create a pretty much a robot, an AI that is designed to produce that producer Pat says like her of the movie. Yeah. A little bit like that, where you could set it to be a romantic relationship. You could set it to be a friendship. Um, and I think it gained popularity during while everyone was isolated because you couldn't really see as many people. However, um, with this, apparently there's been a trend going on where uh, people have been setting the settings to romantic relationship and then have been abusing the AI like emotionally abusing, like within the relationship and then bragging about it um, on one of the known subreddits. Um, and that's become a, a bit of a trend. Now, here's the argument that people are saying. One, we pee, we don't condone that sort of thing. That's in terms of uh, abusive relationships and all that. Some people are saying that it's obviously bad if you're a practicing that's not good for your mental health to practice uh, these abusive tactics. On the other hand, some people are saying that if you have this within you, it's good to utilize it against a robot versus a real human, and that this could be an outlet for that. And I'm curious about that sort of discussion. What are are your takes on it? People just need to seek help. I feel like if you have that in you, I just think you need to seek help. I don't think that the help is... Yeah, do those things. Right. That's not. That's not gonna be like. Well, I got it out in that robot. Now I don't gotta take it out on a person. That's not how it works. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if you, if you are a aggressive, emotionally aggressive person, and you can't control your anger emotions, and you, I don't know, punch walls. Punching that wall isn't gonna stop you from punching a person. You need to learn how to handle that. That Some way you're people, not punching anything. Now, what if it's of the idea? And first, I want to say I agree. I feel like if you have a lot of that in you, one of the better routes be to get, uh, I guess, traditional help. However, some I would say like the punching example, like if you have this level of aggression in you, and a lot of times people will elect to do physical exercise or hit a punching bag to use that as an outlet to get that out. I guess the ma- it's a matter of like, what do you do if you have something like that in you? If you have these urges, what is the best way to get rid of that without harming yourself or others? And some people Med- are saying with replica, this is a better way to go about it. Meditate. Meditate. 
drink some drink some hot tea and relax. Mm. I don't think I don't think practicing negative things on to fake things is the way to fix the issue. Like okay. it doesn't doesn't make it doesn't make it. It's not like when you see a regular person, you're like, well, I got that out on the app, so I'll be good with this person. No, you're just gonna like you still had that in you. You still have the urge and the need to do those things. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's so like for instance, like like boxers, like Mike Tyson knocks people off for a living and he was doing great at it but he still beat up his wife so it's like yeah he was getting it out there but he's he didn't learn how to handle things in his head so he's getting it out everywhere it's not like well i got it out here you're fine baby like no it's like i think i think this is a very real thing too like if you're say like if you're using something like that as an outlet I think there could be uh, the opposite side of it too, where that further encourages the mind to be wired like that of like, this is how I'm able to express that aggression. And if I don't have that robot, or if I don't have that punching bag, then I'm still wired to do that. And that's when it comes into relationships and friendships and to self of, of showing that. So yeah, I think that is the case of rewiring which i takes a lot more work i'd imagine but yeah. probably more beneficial yeah but it's, it's just it's just not it's not the move to be like all right i have these toxic traits let me just take it out here no you gotta handle that you gotta handle that and if anybody knows it's me you know what i mean like what does that mean yeah. what does that mean <laughs> i didn't think i didn't, I'm, I'm i'm the wall puncher like that's me like i, I, I don't see that I, I, I've, I've been in so many like physical altercations in my life not yeah. because i want to just because like that just be the that's just where i'm at it's just where my head will be like i just be like i don't know how to handle this take these fists you know what i mean like i don't for instance you know i, I showed up to record a podcast <laughs> with a broken hand i was about to say rewind the property box episode eight alan breaks his hand on racist <laughs> <laughs> so like i shouldn't have done that i should have been able to be like yo you obviously have issues bro I'm going to go to work. No, like I went outside the store and waited for him to come outside. Like, yeah, I shouldn't have done that. I should have walked. Through. I was, I knew I was, I know that I was wrong, but in the moment, it's like, this is how I handle my emotion. Mm. You know what I mean? So I have punched anybody since uh, I, I, I worked on that. I haven't punched the wall since, you know what I mean? But it's like, yeah, not that's the not, yeah, it's not the way, bro. Like, it's not the way. And I, and I, that's why I brought the wall thing up. That was the first thing I could think about because that was me, you know, and I, I don't think I ever punched, punched a wall. I think I, I punched a desk. Like, I think like I've been like, yeah, I, I feel like every time, like if I were to like try to punch a wall, I'd be like, ah, <laughs> fuck this hurts. Um, I don't, but no, I, I'm, yeah. I'm being a goody two shoes. I've definitely like out of aggression. I've kicked a trash can. I remember one time. <laughs> Being like in a teenager, I was in a dispute with my mom, and it was something about eggs. I don't remember the full detail, but it was something about eggs on the phone. And I remember like ending the conversation and kicking a cabinet, and then she coming back home and be like, "Did you kick the cabinet because of the egg situation?" I said I once scrambled. Yeah, damn, I forgot all the details of that. I wasn't like a kid either. I was probably like nineteen. So I was probably going through something else too. Probably it's always deeper than eggs, people. It's always yeah. deeper than eggs. Um, yeah. So I, you know, it's it's good to be able to rewire and grow and such. I'm we're still growing and all that. So if you're a wall puncher and all that, you know, keep in mind, you know, there's there's hope. Um, you know, whether yeah. you start a podcast, whether you join Replica, uh, there, there's hope for you. Yeah, leave those guys, walls alone. 
you gotta gotta address you gotta address the issues at hand, man. And that's something that I've been trying to tell my dad, yo. Like my dad, I I, I vividly realize this is the old, the more I get, the older I get, the, the more I get. The older I get, the more I talk to him. I like that. Right? Say, like, the more I get, it's just a way of saying I'm getting older. The more I'm getting, <laughs> I'm gonna start using that. The more I get in these years. Um, so my dad, right? My dad has been. I don't know if I told you. My dad's been a bodyguard. My dad's been Will Smith's bodyguard. My dad mm. has been a bouncer at clubs. My dad is a very aggressive, angry kind of person. He will. Mm. He's been in a million fights. Like it's just my dad. You know what mm. I mean? And I realized that I talked to him the other day, and I was like, "Damn, dog! Like he definitely need to like talk to somebody." You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> And it's, it's just how he was raised. Like my grandfather was like tough as nails. You got to be tough. Ain't no emotion. You got to be, you know what I'm saying? So it's just like, I, I'm, not, I'm not knocking my dad, but that's just how, that's what he knows. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? My, and it's, but me, that's, and my brother, my brother's worse off than me, but like, I, that's just what we knew. So like, but now it's like, yo, I got daughters. I got all these things in, in life now that I can't just be hot-headed. Like I got to learn how to fix these things. I just can't be like, so crazy like it's you know what i mean like it's just no, hard to like for whatever like, reason i'm envisioning your father being butterbean i know the chances are very unlikely but look no bullshit my dad looks like a, a small a little a little bit smaller version of butterbean he's bald head like kind of the same complexion i'm dead serious he looked like mr clean mixed with vin diesel that's what my dad looks like <laughs> <laughs> like think picture that he's like really like, he's like real light-skinned bald head like clean shave he's like like 280 pounds like Dude, like, you know what I mean? Oh, another another thing about my this is why I was this is why I was talking to my dad, yo. Because this is this is why a, a very, very, very sad day in my millennial life happened this week. Um, my my dad kicked me off the family plan. What? Kicked me off the family plan, dog. Some bullshit. Dog, like I was just trying, like, I'm I made the I made a decision. I am going to get an iPhone. I've had Android since 16, 17. I've had iPhones too, but like for work. So like when I was working certain jobs, they would give me a give me an iPhone for the job. So like yeah, I've had iPhones. Yeah. I've, I've had them before, you know, but like I, I want to get an iPhone simple for two reasons. For the storage space and for the quality of the uploading videos and pictures to social media. Because Androids have this thing where it's like a little, it's like some glitch they have with all social media where once you upload something to Instagram, it's like a little blurry. It's not as clear as the actual pictures are in the actual mm. videos. So I want to get the iPhone simply to for content. And that's that's it. So just it's it was all about content. More space to like I'm always deleting videos on my phone. I'm always yeah. like trying to get space on my memory cards. Like I want to that's why I'm gonna get an iPhone. So that's yeah. why I was talking to my dad about. So like I may make the switch too. I, I'm due for a new one and I'm thinking like maybe it's in terms of like videos and all that, it's definitely tends to be better on apple um i i guess i just have a android loyalty um but for what reasons though uh, i'm they're both material items so what does it really matter yeah yeah and it's like i i don't know i just feel like it's time like i've had android for long enough and the reasons like i used to have i used to love my android because i would do i had all these apps like i had like the photoshop apps i can photoshop things and i had this app but i'm no longer doing those things you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like I'm, I don't longer have those apps or use those apps. So it's just kind of like, let me just make this change, man. And if it don't work, I'll just 
when the contract thing, when I'm done paying it off, I'll just get back to Android or whatever. You know what I mean? But like, mm. that's it. Oh, I wish you luck with that, man. I, I'll let you know if I end up getting uh, that too. Um, before we, we dip out on all that stuff um, on this beautiful Saturday, mm-hmm. um, let's get some props suggestions. So I don't know. I don't know if, I don't know if I mentioned this before, but if I did, so what? Because it's great. You guys got to check out Abbott Elementary. What? What's it called? Abbott Elementary is a new sitcom mm. by Quinta Brunson. Okay. Quinta is she? She's an actress. She she is the executive producer of the show, the star of the show. It's on ABC. It's a comedy about the Philadelphia school system. So she's like a teacher in elementary school in Philadelphia. Like she's she's from Philadelphia, and she, um, yeah, man, it's it's a really good comedy. It, um, what's the what's the star of uh, Everybody Hates Chris? What's that kid's name? Is it? Uh, oh yeah, I know what you're talking. About. I don't. Damn, what's his name? name? I feel bad. Pat- you got this, man. Everybody <laughs> hates Chris. Says Chris. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, but look, so look, the show, right? I think you can find it on. I think it's on Hulu. <laughs> If it's on Hulu, if you have, it comes on ABC every Tuesday night. So you can watch it live or you can like, I have like on demand. So I just like on demand it or whatever on, on my now. cable. You know what I'm saying? You know, Tyler James Williams, that's his name. Yeah, he's in it. It's a really, really funny show, bro. Like, hmm. it's like, it's really good. It's like, it's network sitcom too. So it's, yeah. so it's not, like, you know, it's kind of, sometimes people think like network sitcom, like watered down. Like, no, this is good. Like she, you can tell they wrote it. The last episode I just watched, it's like the fourth, they're on episode four. And I was watching last night and she was in the class teaching her elementary school students Philadelphia words. So they were like, on the board, they had like John, Bull, like uh-huh. Old Head. And it was it was cool for me, you know, to like, see from, 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 to see that. Cause it's like, you know, I'm from there. You know what I mean? I went to Philadelphia public school, elementary school. Like I've been, it was like, they talk about how like the schools are underfunded, but it's hilarious. Like, mm. The teacher is like the, the teacher is the principal is her principal name is uh, in real life. Her name is Janelle James. She just dropped a special on Netflix. She did one of the remember the Netflix specials. It was like six people dropped. Yeah. Specials. She was one of the six people. She's in the show. Like oh, it's cool. a really it's a really good show, bro. What's like, it called again? It's called Abbott Elementary. A-B-B-O-T-T. Abbott oh, Elementary. Like it's, it's really good. You should check yeah. it out. Yeah. I like the last you show would, you recommended. So I'll definitely check this out. Um, yeah, it's really good. Nice, nice. I've been watching Sex in the City recently. <laughs> yeah, it turns out not a bad show. Uh, <laughs> not a, I'm like two seasons in. Um, my prop suggestion, uh, along with Sex in the City, seriously, check it out. Um, is uh, you know your boy loves Uno. Nothing gets me uh, more happy than playing good game of Uno, whether it be strangers, with a friend, family member. Gets my spirits up. I found an alternative. Found an alternative to Uno. It's called Swapo. Swapo, Swapo, bro. It's a game. It's a card game. It's not like you know traditional cards. You have a deck of cards, and it's like Uno on steroids. Uh, Uno, it's very much the mission to get rid of all of your cards. Swapo, it's very similar to that, but there's like four different columns and uh, layers of rules that you're doing, especially if you're working with more than one person. Um, I'm not going to try to describe the rules of it because it's going to be complicated. It's one of those things like you have to see it, but 
if you're into uh, numbers games and color coding and such, less so color coding, I highly recommend giving Swap a shot and, uh, you know, give it some months when everything clears up and people are able to see me in person and all that. I may have a deck of Swap on my back pocket and, you know, maybe I'll play some out there. So what's the difference between Swap and Uno? Like what's there's more to it. Like it's pretty much you have a deck of cards of like 30, for example, you could set it to whatever amount you have a deck of 30 and you're supposed to get rid of those. And there's layers of cards, like four of them. It's I'm not going to be able to describe it from here. It's going to be a complicated thing, but yeah. it's more you have to kind of strategize while playing it in advance. Like there has to be some level of foresight uh, with it. I've only played it one on one, but you could play it with multiple people like four um, which sounds like chaos, but that's the best way to describe it. Uno on steroids, uh, just a little bit more chaotic and strategy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Swapo. Well, how'd you hear about this? Oh, uh, no, the dip. Yeah. Uh, the dip. Uh, so I want to play some Swapo while Sex and the City is on. I was like, okay. And uh, yeah, that's how I got through two seasons of Sex and the City. Shout out to Charlotte. So yeah, yeah. man, I was like, <laughs> this, is, this nigga over there playing Swapo. Watching Second City eating avocado toast, man. Almost, yeah. No, really, but they were talking about some like real social issues on there and like relationship stuff. And like, it's just interesting. You ever watch that show? Never. And nothing about it appealed to me. Like, I Bro, didn't, a lot of stuff never... that we talk about, they talk about it too. Yeah. From the female perspective and all that. Granted, it's very much like a little bit of like an elitist uh, perspective because they're all like mid 30s, uh, well off women in Manhattan in late yeah, 90s, yeah. 2000. So we're hearing it from that. And you hear from some of the dialogue, which I don't even know if it's intentional a lot, like some of their elitist attitudes and like kind of like a, there's a little bit of ageism and job discrimination that they don't even acknowledge of like, oh, that's like a thing that you're doing. It's just like a part of the show that you just yeah. kind of have to like pick up on as a viewer. Um, I don't know if that changes throughout the thing, but um, yeah, for, for some interesting dialogue and some uh, captivating scenes, check that show out. I mean, give it a, a give it two episodes. So do I have Todd to watch Barry the in one episode too? Do I have to watch the old Sex and City to watch this new one? I'd say so. You know, because I watched the first the new one first, and I was like, all right, that's what's up. And then we started the original series, and the original I found it to be better. Okay. Um, it gives more context, and plus Samantha's in it. Samantha's not in a new one. If you want some Samantha. You gotta go into season one, Samantha. Man, she's she's one of my favorite characters, and I feel like she goes through a lot of the most tragic moments. Yeah, like she's very much like jovial within the group, and she's very much like commenting on everyone else's stuff. But then when you see the stuff that she goes through, it almost feels more sad. Okay, I'm, I'm where, where's it at? Was it HBO? HBO Max. Okay. Damn, I didn't realize I how much I like this show. Yeah, no, shout out to Sex and City. <laughs> All right, I might check it out, man, because I've seen people talking about it online and stuff like that. But I just was like, four women in New, in New York, I, this has no appeal to me. Give it a shot. You know, I'll check it out. I'll check it out. Mm. All right, man. Yeah, man. You no, do anything I, for the rest of the weekend? You got anything lined up? No, I'm chilling. I'm chilling like a villain. I ain't doing nothing. Like mm. I said, when you're in, when you, the day you go to San Diego, the day after, I'm going to Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. Oh, wow. So um, we're gonna. I'm just chilling until then too. I, I don't want to like. I was running the streets a little bit last week, but I don't want. You know, I want to just chill, lay yeah. low until I leave. You know, so I may paddle out to Mexico on kayak. I may hop on a whale, <laughs> come see you out there. I may cross the border that way. <laughs> almost I thought, fell. I thought that was you about to do some excitement, like woo. I almost, almost fell out the chair. Oh goodness! Well, 
I'm glad you didn't, but also it would have been kind of great if you did. Uh, <laughs> well, thanks for listening. Uh, we'll be in the building, Proper Bonics. Check us out on uh, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. TikTok. And, um, yeah, we'll, we'll catch you next time. Be easy. Peace. Peace. Yeah, my eyebrows looking great. Dog, I'ma get this still popping like yeah. Chicken draws be dropping like yeah. I keep a dirty apartment like yeah. Fall when I hit the target like yeah. You know how Dio rep that hood, clean east wood, neighborhoods never sleep good. I make it understood, my shoes too big. Violate, you be getting your news through big. A big rig for a big kid, that's me. I should have got a scholarship for athlete feet.